The Old Testament reading is recorded by the inspired prophet Moses, the book of Exodus, the 13th chapter. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and of beast, is mine. Then Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of slavery. For by a strong hand the Lord brought you out from this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb. All the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And when in time to come to your son asks you, what does this mean? You shall say to him, by a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore I sacrificed to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson to the Colossians is from the inspired Apostle Paul, chapter 3. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you almost also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. 
And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping and fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak to him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the city grew and became strong, and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the gospel lesson which we have just heard read. I will just repeat here what Simeon said. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to thy people Israel. Thus far our text. Well, here we have our Lord Jesus Christ at 40 days old in the temple. What a stir babies cause. Would you agree with that? It seems to me that everybody loves babies. When I was a pastor, first out of the seminary, I was sent to Christ Lutheran in Marshall. And during vacation Bible school week, in fact, I think it was always the last day of vacation Bible school, we all went to the nursing home to sing, and I think maybe I did the service there on those particular days and mothers would come with their babies in addition to all of the little children who came and the people at the nursing home 
loved them. Their eyes would brighten and smiles would cross their faces when they saw those little babies. I remember another time when the babies, a baby, caused such a stir. Well, she didn't stir things up so much, but it was rather a tragic situation. Her would be like her great, great uncle had taken his own life. And we were at the funeral home, and there was his mother. She was pretty much distraught over what her son had done until one of her grandchildren or great-grandchildren came with a baby. And there grandma sat in that chair, bouncing that little baby and laughing and having such enjoyment caused by the baby. I think she forgot where she was and why she was even there. Babies are so precious, and they bring such joy into our lives. And here we have the baby Jesus before us this morning. One of the few times that we get to see and know our baby Jesus. We go from the night he was born to this 40 days later when he was presented in the temple. And he was redeemed by his parents because he was the firstborn male child of Mary. And this was according to the Old Testament law that which God had given to his people that when a male was the firstborn child, he was to be wholly dedicated to the Lord and to be redeemed by the parents so that they would remember what God did for them way back in those days in Egypt when he led them out, Moses leading them out miraculously through the water of the Red Sea, parting of the Red Sea, that the people could escape from this wicked Pharaoh. God wanted his people to remember what he had done for them years ago. And this is one way that he prescribed for them to do it. And so, being faithful, law-abiding, obedient children of God, they brought our Savior, their Son, their Savior, 40-year-old Jesus, uh, 40-year-old, 40-day-old Jesus, into the temple to redeem him. And this gentleman, Simeon, was in the temple, and he had been informed by the Holy Spirit that this was going to happen, and that there he would meet his Savior, though he's only 40 days old. And he had the great honor of seeing him, taking him up in his arms, and singing this beautiful song that we have and sing frequently in our churches. We still know it as the Latin, Dumitus, you know, now leaving your servant, Lord, is leaving. And we sing it very appropriately after we receive the Lord's body and blood in Holy Communion. 
that at that point, at that time, we are ready. Lord, if you want me, I am ready. Come and get me. For I have just supped on my Lord's body and blood. I am assured of my forgiveness that though I be a wretched man, as St. Paul says, my Lord's blood shed on the cross cleanses me of all my sins and I am now ready to depart this earth. So Simeon sang. He picked him up in his arms, looked at that beautiful baby, only 40 days old, and the Holy Spirit inspired him to sing this beautiful hymn. He was ready to go. Now, there's some strange things that we, are, we hear about and maybe pick them up in our own thinking of Simeon. We don't know much about him. And it seems as though when we don't know much about something in the scriptures, we drive ourselves nuts, particularly pastors and seminary professors and these so-called theologians, wanting to know more than what God has informed us. So people have said, Simeon is an old man. I remember hearing a sermon that way several years ago. I think it was in Frankenmuth, St. Lawrence, about the old man Simeon. Hey, we don't know how old he was. God never tells us. So you can think of him as being an old man if you want to, but we don't really know. And another thing they thought about Simeon was that he was a priest of the royal priesthood, probably a Levite, you know, you had to be a Levite to be a priest, a royal, of royalty and a priest. Well, God didn't tell us he was a priest. We don't know that either. And you know, it's kind of interesting in the scriptures. We sing this over and over and over again, now let thy servant depart in peace. You know what it is in the Greek? Doulos. You know what that translates? That means slave. For some reason, we Americans and British, those who speak our language, have some aversion to the word slave. For all throughout the New Testament, this Greek word is used, doulos, of different servants, Paul and the others, and Simeon here. But really, the Greek word is slave. And now, we have negative thoughts about that word, so I guess we, we want to slide it aside, and we'll choose to translate servant. But that's really not the accurate translation. We're slaves of our Savior. He's our master. We're his children. Doesn't make a huge difference, but it is kind of interesting. Simeon is now ready to depart. We all ought to be ready to depart. But you never know. Today may be your last day. 
It was for my cousin yesterday morning, about 8 o'clock. The day before in the evening, he and my cousin celebrated their 63rd wedding anniversary. Had a nice evening. He got up earlier than she did the next morning and left her a note that he was going for a walk. He never returned. He got hit by a pickup truck crossing a road and it killed him. We never know when we're going to take our last breath. So it behooves us to be like Simeon. Lord, now let us, thou thy servant, depart in peace. For I have seen thy salvation. You and I have seen our salvation. Now we haven't physically with our eyes seen him. But at the baptismal font, when we were baptized... Our Lord opened our spiritual eyes that we would know him. And Paul says that the Holy Spirit continuously speaks to our spirit, convincing us of the truth that Jesus is the Savior of the world. So through faith in him, we are ready. So whether you're like my mother who got up in the morning and went into the bathroom and never came out as she had a heart attack and dropped dead right there in our bathroom or if you're like my grandmother who lived to be one week short of 105. Either way, in Christ you're ready. as Simeon was ready. And then he went on. Jesus is the glory of his people Israel and the revelation to the Gentiles. We could spend more time thinking about the revelation to the Gentiles. That means that Christ is for everybody. You know, that's what Epiphany's about. That's about what the wise men are about, coming from afar. They weren't Jews. They weren't of the tribe of Israel. They didn't descend from Abraham. Who knows where they came from? They were way off over there. They were Gentiles. They were not of the chosen tribe, Israel. But Jesus is for everybody. No one's excluded. He loves his entire creation. It doesn't matter what color you are, what nation you're from, what language you speak, what social status you have, whether you're rich or poor or in between. Nothing like that matters. God loves his entire creation and wants all people to come unto the knowledge of the truth and to be saved. 
Now we could spend days and days and days upon this and we'll probably still fail miserably, unfortunately. I remember going to at least two churches on Evangelism Sunday. They didn't know me from the man in the moon. One of them was in Chicago. We registered, signed in in a big, nice narthex, and then we went to the service on the way out, shook the pastor's hand, and left. Not a single person spoke to us on Evangelism Sunday. Another time, in Owasso, we went to church. Again, it was Evangelism Sunday. And we heard from the pulpit how we ought to be proclaiming Christ. And then we leave, and the same thing. Nice to see you. Good morning. Come again. But we ought to think a little deeper about it. Our neighbors may not know Christ as their Savior. We have people in our families. I have a lot of people in my family that don't know Christ. My mother came from north of Boston. Her family, when her grandfather came over from Germany, for some reason, they were Lutherans in Germany, but when they got to America, they joined the Unitarian Church. <coughs> that means they don't believe in Jesus. They're like modern-day Jews. They're monotheists. They believe God is one person. No trinity. So, I have a lot of people to be concerned about just right in my own family. And then we have neighbors. And it goes on out. Instead of just thinking about ourselves, we need to think about other people too. For Christ is for everybody. As we hear again from Simeon, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Jesus is their Savior. Now, I would presume most of us are Gentiles. So we can be very thankful that he is for us, too. He died for everyone. So Simeon was, was blessed beyond measure to be able to pick up that little baby boy, 40 days old, and to cradle his Savior in his arms, and to then be inspired by the Holy Spirit to sing this beautiful canticle about him, which you and I also get to sing time and time again. Thanks be to God for giving us his son and for this gentleman that he inspired to sing the Nunc Dimittis. Amen. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.